Greetings and welcome to another episode of Pops Collection. I'm Ron Tweedy. Joining me is Pops, and today we're going to be talking about episode two of She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. And uh, the name escapes me for the episode name. I'm sure you have a Super, superhuman law. There you go. Okay. All right. And also, uh, hello, everybody. First of all, get your coffee, sit back, relax, take a sip. Uh, probably not too long of an episode, uh, but... Hey, for as long as we have it, we'll enjoy it. Um, I do want you to notice that they also changed uh, attorney at law for attorney for hire. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was only because we got the opportunity there yeah. uh, to, we like saw her change into the Hulk in court. And uh, they won the case, but they didn't win the case. You know, uh, uh, they won the case, right? But they, uh, the defense attorney, uh, got the judge to declare a mistrial because she saved the people, right? And made them, yeah, and so influenced their decision. Yeah, no, not necessarily a, a win or a lose thing. It was just a mistrial, so it'll probably have to be retried with different folks. Yes. Um, I, you know, that was a conundrum there because what does she do? Let the jurors get crushed? You know, or does she save them? You know? Yeah. All all I could think of was the uh, dream sequence with the Incredible Hulk when he was in at court and uh, Stanley was one of the jurors and uh, he starts smashing things apart. Which you know, that was way more entertaining than this. I'll have to say. Oh yes, but that was also Lou Ferrigno. Yeah, yeah, of course. So I mean, it was like real. I'm sure that everything was made out of flimsy mm -hmm. wood, balsa wood, or whatever. But sure. Sure. Still, it was a realistic type thing, whereas this was all CG. Um, so not only do they declare a mistrial, but she gets fired. Yes, that's right. So uh, your uh, thought last week that if we treat her as a villain, it seems to me like they're uh, pushing her down that direction. What do you think about that? I'm, I don't think it's intentional, but I, I do think that the uh, the theory remains there. You know, we, we talked a lot about last week about, uh, and I think actually, I don't know if we touched on this or not, but, you know, our church has some um, material around women's ministry and about what women are for and, you know, how do you, how does one, uh, how does one, how's a woman, you know, um, embrace biblical femininity and things like that. And uh, one of the main points that they drive home is that, you know, the core sin for women is autonomy. And I can't think of a better picture of this core sin being manifest than Jennifer Walters turning at law. Um, you know, she, she through, through providence, she has been given this great gift. She has, um, you know, and Bruce Banner tries to tell her, you know, this is for something. There is a purpose behind this. There's a telos. And she rejects that, and she wants to do her own thing. And we just find out right now how bad it is going for her at this point. You know, um, she she's dead set on making it work. Her her choices work, 
and uh, things are not not going well for her. Not the way that she wants them to. As a matter of fact, we get this uh, sequence of her applying for jobs and nobody wanting to hire her. Yes. And we eventually get the defense um, attorney. Yep. Uh, let's see, what was it? Goodman, Lieber, Kurtzberg, and Holloway. Yeah, G-L-K-N-H. So, yeah. And um, she first says, what, you you're want to gloat? And she he's like, no, I want to hire you. Yes. You know, so she kind of immediately goes for that. Um, which I think may have had something to do with after that homage of her not getting a job, we had the family dinner time, you know, and the only thing missing was Belky. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it was, it was good to see, uh, Marklin Baker again. Yes. Uh, reprising or not reprising, but, you know, doing a, uh, some television again, uh, you know, obviously perfect strangers being one of my favorite comedies of all time. Uh, you know, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's good to see him again, but yeah, yes. we definitely could use a Bronson Pinchot somewhere. Yes. That, that would have been really nice. It could have been a, he could have been a cousin or something, you know, cousin would have been perfect. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so, uh, that would have been real. But good. then would Meepos have to be canon in the MCU? Is Meepos an actual place? That would have that would be the real question we have to answer. <laughs> that is true. That is true. But uh we got some interesting again, this is a comedy. Yeah. So we got a lot of interesting things with uh yeah. uh Jennifer as she hulk helping her dad out. Uh, carrying all these, you know, five gallon jugs of water in, and yeah. Dad, I'm glad you're hydrating, but really, yeah. you know, or well, that was that was more of a little blip at the end. If we didn't really see all that in the, in the actual episode itself, it was just kind of a comedic thing. Yes, yes. Well, uh, they did add that. Well, she after that is when she meets uh the defense attorney. Yeah, yeah, and. uh she accepts the job, mm -hmm. but when she gets to the building, he tells her that he wants her to do it as She-Hulk. And she's been like, yep. you know, this whole time, no, I'm not going to do that. You mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you have that first that she's not going to get there. Uh, but she did get a corner office. Mm-hmm with windows yeah. all the way around i mean right. you know it looks like it would be a good thing if she were to uh you know take it right it, but i find that this actually is a again this is another um i think unintentionally interesting thing that happens in the story so we've already talked about the first episode where we talk about how you know autonomy run wild is really a bad thing for uh, you know, humanity in general, women in particular. Yes. But this part to me is the most unintentionally interesting thing. Because you think about it, um, this is almost a perfect allegory for diversity and inclusion and equity programs that they have in corporate America. Um, you know, the idea is that uh, you want to hire folks that are straight white men and, uh, 
That's why you hire them. It's not whether they're good attorneys or not. And that's the same thing with Jennifer's case. It doesn't matter how good of an attorney she is. The fact that she's green makes her a diversity candidate and they hire her because of that. And, you know, it's not about what you can do. It's about who you are. And they, they want to make sure that they have their diversity candidate on, on the, uh, on the slate. So when she's not only green, but she's a female too, on top of that. Exactly. So even higher intersectionality points. So I think actually this is a really good (laughs) um, critique of that particular um, uh, factors that, uh, you know, folks, anybody who works at corporate America today has to navigate those troubled waters. And uh, we get to see that really up close um, and the, uh, you know, the ridiculousness of, of that. So, um, Again, like I said, I don't think the writers intended for that to happen, but that is an interesting uh, twist of events that we get to see here. A sidebar for yeah. an attorney. Sure. Get on bump. Uh, but yes, I mean, she was turned down by so many people because of her Hulkness. Well, you know? I, I wouldn't say that. I would say it's more of her actions, you know, because what she did in the courtroom, not necessarily about who she was. It was, you know, they, they they don't want another incident like that happening when they're representing their clients and having mistrials. I think that's what the idea was. It wasn't it what uh, to me, that was what I got from it. It wasn't about, you know, personality or person the person character. It's what the risk is in hiring somebody like that. Right. And we also get the, you know, she feels that she has she hulk under control. And so to her, that's not an issue. Right. And she is not Bruce. Right. You know? Yep. Bruce had all those issues and all those things happened yep. uh, way back when. And yep. that's the image that they got. So that's also, uh, I guess you could say it was Hulk profiling. I guess. That just because she's green, she's going to... Yeah, enhance profiling. I don't know. But, uh, you know, it's, again, it has to do more about the behavior than the actual thing, right? Yes. Um, yeah, I, and speaking of Hulk, I think, uh, glad you brought him up. Could we get to see the last, I think probably the last that we'll see of Bruce Banner in this series, him getting taken away to uh, presumably Sakaar to take care of some issues on Planet Hulk. So we'll see. I, I, don't, I doubt we'll hear from him again in this series, but hopefully that sets up something in the future. Well, I think that it could. And it also kind of makes me think about um, the end of Black Widow. Okay. Where uh, Nick Fury was on the ship and they were heading out to do something. I wonder if that was somehow might be a coordinated effort. That wasn't the end of Black Widow. That was the end of uh, Far From Home. Oh, okay. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm a little foggy today. Okay, well, anyway, so uh, the boss wants her to take on her first client. Yeah. Which happens that we get to see Blonsky, Emil Blonsky. Yep. After uh, a very long time. It's been a long time coming. We actually get to see the return of Tim Roth reprises role, so the Incredible Hulk is still canon in the MCU, which is great. No real explanation about what happened between uh, Edward Norton as Bruce Banner, but uh, nevertheless, we get to we get to see that. So that might have been a, another multiverse. 
You never know. know. I don't know. I don't know either. But we did. uh, That was another comedic moment, too. She couldn't visit him as Hulk. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and plus he was talking about how he had changed. Yeah. And how he had written everybody haikus and stuff. Mm -hmm. So we had that little joke going there. Yeah, Yeah, that was that was fun. And uh, we also got the fact that uh, he said to her that it was the army that gave him the super soldier serum. He wasn't wrong. No, he wasn't. But he did try to enhance it himself. Oh, he did. Yeah. You know, but she did decide to talk with uh, her cousin before. Yeah. You know, she took the case, but like he said, you had already decided to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she is definitely going to put herself out there now. And she tells the boss, yeah, I'm going to take the case. Yep. And then he tells her to turn on the TV. <laughs> yep. And uh seems that he broke out of jail and he's in an underground bike club as the abomination. Yeah. Which we saw. Which he told her he didn't. Yeah. But we saw that we yeah, saw those events happening in Chong Chi, so we know that that was referenced back to that film. Yes, yes. Which that was, but we know that um, he told her that he wasn't turning into abomination anymore. Right. Right. Yep. Liar. But after we got that little scene, then we got the credits. Yeah. Which I really love the credits on this. Mm-hmm. The artwork, yeah, to me is really really nice. Yeah, it's fine. The courtroom draw- drawings, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I thought that it really uh, fits well with the show. Yeah. Um, but other than that, there yeah. really is not a whole lot to say about it. Well, it's a short episode, so I mean, yes, yes, it is. And we already discussed the meat of the matter. Sure. You know, as far as anything that had any kind of substance to it. Mm-hmm. But again, it is a comedy and uh, yet to see her as the villain. But you could say defense attorneys are always seen as the villain, you know. Nelson and Murdoch would disagree with you. Yeah, I guess you're right. That's true. But. Nelson and Murdoch, I don't know if they defend superheroes, so superhumans. Uh, well, I mean, we did. Oh, Peter Parker. Yeah, Peter Parker was one of one of their clients, so. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I'm talking out my hat here, man. I, I don't know why I'm forgetting about that Spider-Man movie, but yeah. uh, I'm going to have to go look at it again, I guess. Uh, I am looking forward to uh, my new DVD coming this week. I know it's highly anticipated. I'm going to finally get Moon Knight on DVD. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll get to watch it all at once and see if it is any better. (laughs) Yeah. But doubtful. All right. So anything else you want to say about this episode? Nope. That's pretty much everything I got. Yeah, it's going to be a short episode. Yep. 
But we'll, who knows what episode three will bring for us next week. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting. So anyway, uh, thank you all for, for tuning in. We'll see you next week with uh, episode three of She-Hulk Attorney at Law. And until then, goodbye. God bless. Goodbye. God bless. Tell your friends. <laughs>